0: Of the second and goal fantasy podcast. I'm Calvin, your host here with you as always. And in today's show, I'll be reacting to week eight and previewing the week nine waiver wire for fantasy football in 2022. That's the show for today. And it's good to be back doing two shows a week. Again, I do apologize for missing one of last week's shows and instead having to combine it into a double episode later in the week. My goal is for that not to happen again. And so that's why I'm back right now, back on schedule, ready to go with the podcast here on Monday and I'm recording it on Monday. It's actually releasing on Tuesday. So we'll have news, injuries, reactions, waiver wire to talk about top five guys rostered in 40% or less of ESPN leagues prior to Monday Night Football. It's going to be a good show. So follow on Twitter at Calvin SGF at SGF pod for the podcast. Second Goal Fantasy at gmail.com is where you can send fantasy questions. Update on the start sit show. I didn't have one this weekend. I may not end up doing a start sit show like live anymore um just because of time constraints that i've had where i don't know if i'll just be able to sit on the mic for like an hour and talk start sits it also doesn't get like quite as good engagement as the threads that i have when i just post a thread like drop your start sit questions that gets more engagement and that's easier for me to do while still giving you fantasy advice so what i might do is instead shift to those and i got like a ton of questions in the start sit thread last weekend when i did that so maybe instead i may end up just posting those and if you have start sit questions you can still send them over on twitter but just send them in there and i can give you guys like explanations too for my picks and stuff like that but that'll probably make it a little bit easier um for you to get your questions answered and for me to answer them so that's not should be good um thank you for tuning in subscribe all of that let's get into the show let's start out with some news we're going to talk injuries from week eight in just a moment but first The big news is that Jamar Chase, who injured his hip last week, will not go on injured reserve. He was originally expected to go out four to six weeks. So this is going to indicate, as injured reserve is four weeks long, that maybe Zach Taylor thinks Jamar Chase can get back sooner. And Jamar Chase was optimistic about that too. So, of course, for the time being, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Hayden Hurst see massive upgrades while Chase is gone. But this is going to be good for the Bengals' offense once he gets back. So far, Joe Burrow hasn't lost anything yet. He's a QB four in fantasy this year. He should still be a very startable option. So let's move into injuries from the week. There weren't a ton, I guess, on like fantasy relevance in terms of like offensive skill players. Christian Watson had the concussion, more injuries for him. It's tough. Uh, I thought he was going to be really good this year, but he's really just been limited throughout the year and seems like a little bit more of a project. Cooper Cup had an ankle injury, but it looks like he might be okay. It was like in the meaningless part of the game, too. So pretty brutal to see, but he should be all right. Um, Irv Smith's going to get an MRI on his ankle. Devontae Parker, knee injury rolled out versus the Jets. Mark Ingram had a knee injury, was ruled out against Vegas. That's pretty much it. Hopefully you weren't relying on very many of those middling guys. Uh, Richie James also had a concussion, but he he didn't end up playing at all, I don't think, in the week. Or maybe he did and then got a concussion in the game. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but either way, you know, you shouldn't really be, have, have been relying on those guys, hopefully, in the first place. And I'll get you some waiver wire guys in just a moment that you can use to replace them. So those are all the injuries. Let's get into reactions from the week. These are the top players and the worst players at every position in PPR scoring at quarterback. Number one on the week is Tua Tagovailoa, 382 yards, three touchdowns and 19 rushing yards. Originally, like Dak Prescott was going off to start his game. And I had told somebody in starter sit, start Tua over Dak and Dak ended up being the QB four. So I was like, oh boy, like I'm this pick might be wrong. It was not. Tua did better, and he went nuts. He was the quarterback one overall, so that pick turned out to be right, and Tua turned out to be great. Like, as long as he's got his weapons out there, he is going to be a startable fantasy option for you. Jalen Hurts, no question locking into your lineup. Justin Fields showed you his upside as, like, a risky start. I think he's often just too risky to plug in, um, and this was not expected against, like, a stingy Dallas defense. Dak Prescott, he did well as well. So busts on the week, there were some, as there always are. Daniel Jones didn't do too well. The Giants ended up losing against Seattle, so Jones kind of came back down to earth a little bit. Um, Malik Willis was ended up starting this week because Tannehill actually was injured and didn't play, but he did horrifically bad against the Texans. So if he ends up starting again, I mean, that's not a guy you can really plug into fantasy lineups at this point. And then Trevor Lawrence just continues to just plague your team and be difficult for fantasy football purposes. Um, let's move to running backs. The RB one, there were two crazy, like a bunch, actually more than two crazy amounts of good RBs this week. Alvin Kamara was the RB one went nuts in PPR nine for 96 and two through the air and then ran for a touchdown on the ground. He's locked in your lineups and guys, remember what I said. Coming off of the trade that he would get work in the passing game and that he would be arguably the best RB in fantasy, Christian McCaffrey has already stepped up and he's the RB two in San Francisco. Eight catches through the air, he threw for a touchdown, he ran for a touchdown. That hasn't happened since Ladanian and Tomlinson did it in two thousand five. McCaffrey is incredible and wow, look at this, magically good pass catching running back comes to San Francisco for the first time in years and San Francisco throws to the running back for the first time in years. And I mean, I talked about this on Twitter. People have been saying the fact that like, oh, I don't know if McCaffrey is going to get his pass catching work. Like, then why did they acquire him? It doesn't make any sense. They acquired him for his biggest strength, which was receiving. Clearly, they think he can throw the football too. And he threw a nice dime to Brandon Ayuk for that touchdown. But the point is, I hope you bought low. Uh, from the people who thought he wasn't going to get pass-catching work because he is the best RB in fantasy right now, barring injury, which, I mean, you can say about any RB. But, I mean, in this offense, he's going to be electric. That's the point. RB3 on the week. 219 yards against Houston. This is the classic Derrick Henry game. I mean, if I said 219 yards against Houston, there's really only one RB you're thinking of after I say that, and it's literally Derrick Henry. Um, one of my, A couple of my bad calls on the week were coming up next. Deontay Foreman, or I mean, Tony Pollard was the RB4. I told somebody to sit Pollard. Didn't have confidence, but he went nuts. I probably should have had confidence because the Cowboys were going to be clearly leading for so much of this game. And then Deontay Foreman, I thought the Panthers wouldn't be leading for too much against the Falcons. Whatever the case, it just didn't matter because he had three touchdowns and went crazy. So for those picks, I apologize. Foreman was a bust pick on the podcast and I missed on that one. So I do apologize for giving that one. I was laughably wrong. Uh, Busts on the week. Daryl Henderson just continues to be mediocre. Jonathan Taylor ran for some yards, but had a fumble. He just wasn't good. I think the by-low window is still there on JT, and things will get better because this offense really, I thought, was getting going in the running game with Sam Ellinger in this game. If it wasn't for the Taylor fumble, he could have easily had a rushing touchdown and completely flipped the script, and so he will be good. And he's keep in mind, he's battling that ankle injury at the moment as well. So let's move on to wide receivers. A.J. Brown, the number one wide receiver on the week. DeAndre Hopkins was the wide receiver two on the week. Both of these guys should be locked in your lineups. Brown was just going nuts with the deep balls with Jalen Hurts. It was crazy. A couple of Miami receivers at three and four. Tyreek Hill, the guy I've touted as being underrated throughout the offseason, has continued to be – have. Proved that sentiment as he went for 12 for 188 and he's crazy and he's getting more like arguably like I actually want to know the numbers on this, but he may be getting more receptions per game than what he had in Kansas City, which was kind of my thought process there. Jalen Waddle also went nuts. I think a guy actually faded more was Waddle because I thought he wouldn't get a ton of work with Hill there. And maybe not as much as last year, but he certainly has. So he's been just fine. Good to see DJ Moore going crazy with PJ Walker. If you watch that Falcons game, Moore had a game-winning touchdown, except it wasn't game-winning because he took off his helmet and then got a flag because he wasn't on the sidelines. So it set up a 48-yard extra point to go ahead, and Eddie Piniero missed it. And then the Panthers lost in overtime. So... It was wild, and he caught a 62-yard Hail Mary, basically, with like no time left, but good to see he has chemistry with P.J. Walker. That's going to be nice, hopefully, if P.J. Walker plays more, and I think what was established with the Panthers scoring that many points is that Baker Mayfield is truly a horrific quarterback. Like I can't think of anyone more overrated than Baker Mayfield because he got thrown in an incredible system with the Browns, and thinking back on it, guys, come on. That system was incredible. There was no Baker skill going on. He had all the targets in the world and the best running game or one of the best in the league and just generally surrounded by playmakers and a good coach, and he still couldn't succeed. And now he's on a bad team and just looks awful. Like, I mean, Baker Mayfield doesn't, has no place starting in this league anymore. And I think, yeah, that's the end of the story. Uh, Drake London wasn't great. Devontae Smith wasn't great. I think these guys are getting less reliable. Drake London has kind of fallen off in these last few games. Cortland Sutton with a bad game, strangely, it'll bounce back, but he's been annoyingly inconsistent with Russ. I wonder if that's a Russ thing to make your wide receivers just really inconsistent. I think it might be. Um, Hunter Renfro really did nothing. So he might be unreliable for now. The tight end one Tyler Conklin on the week against new England. Um, yeah, I mean that he got his multi touchdown game, his targets have been rising the last couple of weeks, so maybe a plug and play if you need one. Isaiah likely the tight end too. Conklin's on the waiver wire. Uh segment uh, likely is not, but you could pick up likely. I mean, he's more than likely available haha in your fantasy football waiver wires, so you could pick him up too. Uh so Kyle Pitts, that guy I've I mean, I've continued to say bye kyle pitts basically throughout this season and keep saying it over and over every week but last week i also said bye kyle pitts but you should probably be sitting him this week and then he gave you a good game fortunately i still was starting pitts in the league i had him uh despite saying to sit him i just didn't have any other options and it worked out fine so i'm just going to continue to ride the wave with him and hopefully he will be all right see so yeah, i think you got to put him back in your lineups if you are a kyle pitts fantasy manager unless you've got like another good tight end but Five for 80 and a score. Hopefully, 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 this continues. I don't know if it will. bus on the week. Um, you know, Taysom Hill <laughs> that that experience actually, I guess Taysom Hill wasn't that much of a bust because he did end up having 61 rushing yards, so he still like put up a decent amount of fantasy points. This was seemed like a high scoring week for tight ends for some reason. Mark Andrews was a bust though. Um, Kylin Granson, you know, if you were desperate and started him, which I almost had to in the league then he was probably a bust for you. Hunter Henry as well. Unfortunate to see. Let's move in to waiver Wire. These are guys that are rostered at 40% or less of ESPN leagues prior to Monday Night Football. The top ad for you is Greg Dulcich because over these last three weeks, he has really found the chemistry with Brett Ripien and Russell Wilson and gotten open and had a great rookie season so far. So if you need a starting tight end, he's a guy who's already out there. The number two guy on the waiver wire is guys. This is the wide receiver 25 on the year, like still sitting on the waiver wire. Devin Duvernay should be rostered in your league. He has been inconsistent. Sure. But he has a very high ratio of like the air yards he gets to like his production. And then some of that may fall down, but more of that is just because he's a very efficient receiver and like catches balls. He's sure handed when he's open and gets work on the ground game. And he had a rushing touchdown this week. Uh, Tyler Conklin, of course, if you need a Plug and play. Caleb Huntley is interesting because he got 16 carries last week. Patterson may be back in week nine. If not, though, Huntley may be a good guy to look at, although he didn't really get work in the passing game and his production was higher than normal. And then Julio Jones did catch a touchdown, so maybe a guy to stash because he is back now. And this Tampa Bay offense has supported wide receiver threes in the past remains to be seen if they can do that again because Tom Brady and the offense is not having a good year, but Julio caught a touchdown and he caught a couple passes. So maybe he'll get more and more involved, hopefully, if he stays on the field. So that wraps up the show. Thank you all for tuning in. Send over your questions at Pod at Calvin underscore SGF, second goal fantasy at gmail.com. Appreciate you listening and downloading. As always, I'll be back on Thursday with the big question start, sit, booms and bust episode. Thank you all for tuning in and I'll see you next time.